Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and I delve a little bit deeper into it. Sometimes that's an interview with somebody about a Stoic idea or a book, or sometimes it's just me talking about my ideas behind Stoic philosophy and how we take those things and apply them in our daily lives, hoping that you can learn something from my experiences, both my successes and my failures. Today's episode is about Stoics and emotions. So earlier this week on Reddit, in the uh, Stoicism subreddit, somebody posted a link to an article in Psychology Today called Stoicism as a Fad in Philosophy. And I decided to take the time to read the article. And surprisingly, I found that my podcast was mentioned in the second paragraph. Um, she called my podcast noncommittal, which I take as not an insult, but as very true about what I try to do with this podcast. I do my best to take Stoicism and give it to my listeners in such a way that they can apply it in their daily lives. I don't think that you need to commit yourself to being a hardcore Stoic one way or the other, but that you can find things within this philosophy that help you to live a better life. Now, the article was okay. I, there are definitely some problems that I had with the article, although I did appreciate the shout out. And I guess the first part is that she spends a lot of time I'm sorry, she is uh, Ariska Pileva. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. I'm doing the best I can off of this. Um, and she is an associate professor of philosophy at the University of Colorado in Denver. And I guess the issues that I had with this article were simply that, you know, first off, she talks about it as a fad. And that the reason why this has become so popular right now is just simply because Ryan Holiday is a great marketer. And while, yes, a lot of people have heard of Stoicism because of Ryan Holiday, I think that she's missing a giant point there of why Stoicism has really picked up. And for me, I look at Stoicism as something that is really filling a number of things that a lot of people need. So for people like me, so I just turned 50 this year, if you can believe that, and I would be considered part of the Gen X generation. And I grew up as you all know, I grew up Mormon and found that religion was something that did not work for me. It was something that actually made my life much more miserable. But there were aspects of religion that were very helpful for me, but they really didn't, unfortunately in my case, outweigh the negatives of being in religion. 
And I can see that religion as a whole has been very detrimental to a lot of people and it's something that has been very abused. And so I think right now there is a lot of need for people to have a kind of moral framework, if you will, to view life through that doesn't have all of the abuses that go along with it that we find in traditional religions today. And so for me, I look at Stoicism as definitely fulfilling a lot of these needs. And part of the reason why is because one is something that that contains a lot of what I call universal principles, meaning they're things that seem to make sense no matter where you are or who you are. And they're things that you can try and you know what? They work. And that for me is what Stoicism is all about, is that it's a practical philosophy that actually is something that helps you in your life. It's not just some esoteric, you know, thought idea that people want to sit and, and argue about, but it's real practical principles about how to live a better life. And it's not something that you have to take as dogma. You don't have to take the whole thing and say, I have to live exactly this way. There are just lots of principles that can help you in different aspects of your life. But it's put together in a decent framework so you have a, a good foundation to kind of help guide your life and when you find yourself in challenging situations. And beyond that, I, there was another part, kind of one of her main points of the article, that I definitely had, um, had a bone to pick with, and I wanted to bring that up today. And she talks about how stoicism is used to basically get rid of emotions. And she says, if you refuse to make a deep emotional investment in anything, you will likely lessen the joy that accompanies success, not simply the pain of failure. Stoicism is thus a bit like those drugs for bipolar disorder that cause emotions to flatline and help avoid the lows at the cost of sacrificing the highs. And this is something I really disagree with. Because for me, Stoicism is not about divorcing yourself from emotions or turning off all of your emotions. Stoicism for me is about understanding how your emotions are created, how your emotions affect you, how the thoughts in your head, the stories that you tell yourself create a lot of these emotions, and how by understanding these things, you can manage your emotions better. I, I mean, I see Stoics as people who not who are not avoiding emotions, but are so comfortable with emotions that they can move in and out of them really easy. They can sit in those heavy, dark, challenging emotions and they don't act like everybody else does or how, how you think they should. And that's really what it comes down to is that because Stoics take their time so that they can be in charge of their emotions, they don't respond like a lot of people do in the situation. So Seneca did a really good job of explaining this when he said, Everyone faces up more bravely to a thing for which he has long prepared himself. Sufferings, even being withstood if they have been trained for in advance. Those who are unprepared, on the other hand, are panic-stricken by the most ins insignificant happenings. I mean, a good metaphor for this is that if you come upon a fire and somebody's house is on fire, usually the people who are trying to escape are kind of freaking out. They are doing their best to get out of the house as fast as they can. And most people in a dangerous situation like that are, are working off a of pure instinct. They are doing their best to just get out of there as, as fast as possible. But if you are a firefighter and you are well-trained and you know how to handle yourself in a firefighting situation, 
you're going to come upon a situation like this and your reaction and your response is going to be very, very different for a number of reasons. Because one, because you've trained, because you're comfortable in that situation. You're comfortable in this situation that brings a lot of fear and anxiety to your average person. And a stoic is very much like this. They're okay with uncomfortable emotions. In fact, they can sit with them and they've practiced being okay with these dark emotions. So they're not repressing these emotions. They're just learning how to sit with them and deal with them in a much healthier way rather than allowing these emotions to overtake them and cause them to do things that they might regret later on. I mean, Stoics feel their emotions just as much as anyone else. When a loved one dies for a Stoic, they grieve just as much as the next person. They just don't let that grief overcome them to the point of inaction. And Stoics strive to be emotionally mature. And this means that rather than reacting like most people would, Stoics practice mindfulness in a way that allows them to see the situation for what it really is and act in the way that's going to be most helpful. And the way I see it is a Stoic is kind of one step ahead of the game. They are not easily upset by things because when they come upon a situation, they're so mindful of their own emotions that they're able to, again, manage them in a way that's going to be most beneficial for everybody in the situation. It doesn't mean they turn them off. It just means that they can step past those emotions. They can step past that fear. They can step past that anger and act in a way that's going to be more helpful than giving into those emotions. And because of this mindfulness, when things are challenging, when there's a crisis, they know that losing their shit would cause more harm than good. And so they use the rationality to serve those around him rather than being upset about the awfulness of their circumstances. And they recognize that they always have a choice to do something of value in any situation, even if those choices are very limited. For me, a Stoic takes their time to examine and get to know their emotional states and to be curious about what they're feeling. They learn to sit with these emotions, especially when those emotions are uncomfortable. They don't repress those emotions, but they get comfortable with them. So they're able to sit in any emotional state, usually knowing that it will most likely be short-lived and that it can change in an hour or even just a few minutes. So the Stoics have given us a lot of tools to be able to manage our emotions better. And one of those biggest tools you know, we've talked about this before, is the idea of negative visualization or premeditata malorum, which is to sit down and think about, in any situation, what's the worst thing that can happen? And this can be applied in all kinds of situations. If you're planning a trip, sometimes sitting down and thinking about what's the worst thing that can happen can do a number of things. It can help you to notice things that you may not have thought of before. It can help you be more prepared when those things happen. Another way that it's used is that we imagine what it would be like for those that we love to not be here with us, to have died. And we understand that. It's kind of like a pre-grieving process. And we, we feel that feeling of what it would be like if this person were no longer in our life. We feel that grief already. And part of why this is so such a powerful thing is that we get ourselves used to feeling that, that kind of sadness but then when we let go of that, when we recognize that this is just something that we're creating in our minds and we let it go, we appreciate that person because they're still alive and we appreciate them even more in our life and how much they mean to us. And we've, for me, we actually deepen our feelings and we appreciate the fact that they are still with us now and so that we have more joy when we're around them. So that practice just that simple practice of, man, of imagining what it would be like to be without those we love 
can help deepen our relationships and our feelings about those person. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that anytime somebody criticizes Stoicism or tries to point out things that are, are probably wrong with Stoicism, I think that's really helpful. And in this case, I read the article, and even though I disagreed with it, I do find that there are people who oftentimes use Stoicism as a tool to repress their emotions. And that's, that's not something that Stoicism really should be used for. But I think that we should look at these criticisms and say, is that something that's happening? And one of the things that I have noticed on Reddit in the Stoicism subreddit is, is that there are quite a few people who talk about using Stoicism as a way to limit their emotions, as to bring, you know, to stop feeling a lot of things. And these are usually people who are new to Stoicism, and they're usually people who are probably in a lot of pain. And sometimes kind of numbing out that pain can be helpful for a time in order for them to get to a place where they can deal with those emotions better. But if you're using stoicism as a way to simply avoid all negative emotions and to not feel them, then you're kind of missing the point. Because stoicism is very much about being like a, a kayaker on a river. And if you want to say that a river is, is all these swirling emotions going along, then a skillful kayaker doesn't avoid the rapids, doesn't avoid the currents. In fact, they really enjoy them and they easily navigate over these currents and rapids and in some cases even some, some waterfalls. But they're comfortable in these tumultuous conditions. They don't try to avoid them, but they handle them with grace and skill. And that's how we want to be as Stoics. We want to be able to move in and out of these emotions and handle them properly and handle them in a way that's useful without shutting them down. Because those emotional things are what make us human. Getting comfortable with our emotions is part of being a Stoic and just part of being able to live a good life as a human being. Strong emotions aren't something that should be feared, but are something that should be understood and should be managed well. And I think Stoicism is definitely one of the things that has given us tools to do that better in our lives. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. As always, be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.